Oh, Dan, I got some big news for you, buddy. You're finally quitting. Well, in a way, because guess who is now district regional manager? It's not true. You, uh, I think you're assistant manager. Yeah. That's a step below, dude. I'm naming myself district regional manager. You can't, you've never even met Jerry. Plus your, the whole cell thing came back. It wasn't, it didn't look very good for you, dude. I'm over this store and I'm over all the other five day rental stores, dude. Yeah. Because you're high as fuck right now. And you think this is really going to happen. It doesn't matter. I'm over... You can't talk to me that way, dude. Look, I'm still your manager right now. Like, you're not... Nope. That's where you're wrong, dude. Go dust off the army of deads, dude. All right, folks. Oh. We found it. We have found the actual hub of the New World Order. Satanic. Oh, what do you guys have oh, to say yourself? These fucking lackeys. These Clinton satanic lackeys that are here fucking up the frogs. Making American salmon... Just uh, monster men raping and killing dogs. What do you have to say for yourself, Dan? Do you do you even know who this is? I, I, that, go pay the money to the all right fuckers. Us, all right fuckers. Pay it. How you fucking you fucks. Around? How are you still around? I get around. Carburetors, man. One of the Beach Look, Boys. Yeah. We're we're all about you. Hopping and a bopping over here, but you got to rent something, dude. I'm not paying for nothing. I'm here. I want to see the secret basement labs where you're fucking with the frogs and making salmon rapist men. We have conspiracy movies. That's right up your alley. Yeah, all the way to the back and to the left. Mm -hmm. No, you bring them out to me. You ever heard of something? I will not fall victim to tranquilizer uh, hatches and other traps and other things you've got. In your no, basement, you go, in your lab. You go into the back room. You fucking fucker. Stuff, there's stuff in there for you. <laughs> ah! You're making me yell. Get this guy a copy of The Brain. Have you ever heard about Big Sodium? Maybe that's the shit you should be covering. Big Sodium, Big Pepper, Big Creole Seasoning. I've taken them all down. I'll take them all down. I'll take you on, you fucker. Hey, calm down, dude. <laughs> you son of a bitch. We're trying to get you a movie. Have a fucking Kit Kat bar. God damn. Break me off a piece of your ass. All right, Dan, we got to get this guy the hell out of here. I don't like his okay. vibe at all. Look, you're He's... talking about like sea monsters and shit. Hey, I think Dan, you are early... creating uh, a satanic sea monster army, which will manipulate our frogs and our women. Dan, I'm going to level with you mm-hmm. uh, earlier when you said uh, you're high as shit. You were totally right. And this guy's harsh in my mellow, dude. Well, I was going to tell you that since you're the new district manager, deal with this fucking shit. All right, cool. Uh, ah! Hey, guy, here's, ah! here you go. Here's uh, one of those gay frog movies you've been looking for. I knew it. I knew you had this. Come Give back and uh, next week and tell us about it, you freak. It's a monster. Humanoids from the deep. This week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome back, 
everybody to the five day rentals podcast this is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre specific category this week's category or this round's category is demanding women as selected by laundry dan uh previously in this category we watched a movie called ravenous and then we had a group watch to watch The Northman, because, uh, hey, fellas, these women can't tell us what to do. Uh, you want to watch a, a men's movie with your buddy? Well, unless they're a gypsy or Nicole Kidman. Sure. You'd let her tell you what to do. Well, I mean, we could come to an agreement on <laughs> things. I don't know if he's telling me what to do. We could meet in the middle, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we can, we can, find, a little, we can find a little wiggle room. Anyway... Uh, my name is Cron Howard. I'm going to be hosting this week. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Andre Dan and Bones. Say hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, we are in the midst of demanding women. This is a category that Dan selected all about female directors. And guys, I've got a doozy here. It's Humanoids from the Deep. From 1980. Maybe oh. also called Monster. It was. Was that, a, was that a Corman thing? I don't know. The weird. No, it was under another title. Monster never even came up. Hmm. Minus Charisse Char- Char- Theron. And is that Christina Ricci that was in that movie? Yeah, man. And then I remember Danny Duck would always do the run where she was like running through the field. Well, I was going to say, you guys worked at a Hollywood video. Is that right? No, Danny worked at the Hollywood video before we all worked at the movie gallery. Oh, that's right. Movie gallery. Yeah. But there was a... Several steps below Hollywood video. That's right. There, there was a movie that would, or, or like a preview thing that would play on a loop. Yep. And it featured a, like a 10 second clip of Monster that had Charlie's Theron running into, into the woods. It is not my pick, but believe you me, that movie was almost my selection for this category. Ah, damn it. That, that's it was, Oscar winner, man. Mm-hmm. It was a very goofy run when you took just those 10 seconds by itself. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. And Danny would laugh his ass off. She, he would say, she says something in the clip, and he would nail it. He would get, like, the buck teeth, like, shit, yeah, man, or something like that. Because it's, she's, yeah. Drop me fucking cigarettes or some shit like that. Yeah, he's going to text us. All right. <laughs> Maybe we can get him oh, to record it. If he can record his impression, I'll put it on. He should do the, a one-man drag show of just monster. <laughs> oh, do like this? He should do the yeah. split, like the Bronson split, <laughs> yeah. where he does Christini Ricci, Christini. <laughs> Five Day Reynolds would sponsor that Danny Duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll sponsor. We'll sponsor it. If He's you got can do theater it for, hookups, man. If you can do it for thirty dollars, we'll sponsor it. I got an no iPhone. Problem. We'll make it happen.
All right, guys, we're not talking about monster this week. I Fuck! We are talking about monster humanoids from the deep, directed by Barbara Peters. Uh, hey, guys, real quick, before we get into the episode proper, uh, I noticed that our good friend and co-host Bones uh, logged a movie called Kroll on Letterboxd. So that's some uh, Art of War, Know Thy Enemy kind of stuff, watching a Liam Neeson movie. Hey, in- all jokes aside, I fucking love Liam Neeson, okay? I'm, I'm, I will fight him at Hell's Gate. You'll lose. All right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I fucking love the guy. He's an incredible actor. He's a physical specimen. He moves. But yeah, I watched Kroll because I was behind on uh, Action Boys. Have you guys seen it before? It's been, no. it's been a long time. Yeah. You don't need to. You can just listen to the episode. I did see it's rough. a preview of Gapers or whatever, his new show, like a fucking travel show or some shit. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Adam Pally. Yeah. Yeah. I came across the thing today and I was like, huh, look at that. Gabris had my favorite tweet post uh, the Supreme Court leak. Uh, not to get too political, but he had a great tweet of like, oh, I can't wait to be hit up by all the Democrats trying to raise money off this shit tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Like, (laughs) yeah. Us left of lefters, you know, we appreciate that shit. I've already gotten like two or three texts. I just say hashtag feel the burn. And then I, uh, I get texts. I get the, I get the calls. You get the calls, but I don't answer them. You don't answer the call. You're not a 2016 ghostbuster. No, I don't No. I don't have time to talk on the phone. I barely got time to talk on this podcast, which is what we're doing. Humanoids of the Deep, directed by Barbara Peters. Well, I was going to say, you know, Bones is obviously studying game tape. William <laughs> Neeson probably doesn't even know that you exist. By you know, it's, a, it's an incredible advantage I have. It's kind of a Mark David Chapman, John Lennon scenario when you think about it. Nobody uh, is going to comment on <clears throat> what I made rightfully right on Letterboxd this week, today, as a matter of fact. I don't patrol it every day, Dave. Yeah, I just, you, uh, might, you might have to. Let's go here. I see uh, Terminator 2. Yep. Five stars. I had it at a three-star rating. That must have been an accident, right? I don't know. The only thing I could think of was, was like, in my pretentious, like, this isn't Criterion, this is a fucking jerk-off action movie. Like, three stars. Incredible that we've made, or we've sustained a friendship so long. And I was like, I aware of this. Yeah, I looked we'll it t- up, and I was appalled myself. I was like, what the fuck? That is a three? Yeah. What? I've had it at four and a half, Dan, and, what? you know. I'll take four and a half. I'll take four and a half. I think that's solid. I mean, yeah. You're what? What what's is the half you from that? Yeah. What's the half length? I feel like you're more of no, a girth I, guy, right? Yeah, I'm definitely a girth guy. I feel like what literally what separates a four and a half from a five to me is personal enjoyment. Like that's it. That's the only like there are just movies that I like better. Yeah. And there's no way to rationalize it, but. 
That's the difference between a four and a half and a five. I think a four and a half is my next viewing. It'll probably be a five. And then the one after that, it might be a four and a half. Or hell, it might stay a five. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fucking crazy that we've done this show this long and we get so little feedback of like, you guys fucked that up or it's just, I I think nobody's finishing this, these episodes, right? Because nobody's getting to the end of this to say like, hey, dumbass, the brain is a three and a half star. Or maybe they're just skipping to that. Okay. I think the movies we cover are so low stakes that no one gives a shit about them anyway. That's fine. But that's this, not that was one oh one behind us. We're gonna we're starting to get into the the real good cinema here of monster. We're in a time now from the where all these fucking people are re releasing these films, these mediocre films that everybody was like, These are this is fucking five stars, five stars for Puppet Master Three. And it's like, no. No, that's what kind of time we're in now. And then also there's a million and a half podcasts. And we're in the top 10%. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're not obviously going to give away our numbers because it always embarrasses me when I see on Twitter and they're like, we hit 500 listeners. I'm like, we're number one. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. In our category, we are number one. What are we going to say, Kron? You know that there's a guy out there, though, in 2022 who's like, I was raised in a pit, and the only movie I had was Puppet Puppet Master Master 3. (laughs) It's fucking good. It's really good. Well, there was some, like, seven-year-old that's seen Puppet Master 3 and was like, oh, that's phenomenal. Do they even have a 3? They have a 3. They have to, right? We continually talk about... Pinocchio's Revenge. Now Karan's going to write Puppet Master There's no way Puppet Master 3. Is Puppet Master 3 worse than Pinocchio's Revenge? Now we have to find out. I guess. Leave it up to Karan. He'll threaten this. We got to do another puppet doll category. We got to do a puppet category. I would bet my life savings that there is a Puppet Master 3 that exists. There is. I know there is. I'm just saying, when are you going to threaten us with it? And bring it to the we'll show. We'll watch it next category. If <laughs> next category, dude, you control that, not me. Yeah, get ready for yeah. Puppets Revenge Part Three. Speaking of uh, ratings, <laughs> ratings is and such. Part, it's Part Three. Yeah, but we already uh, had two other guys got to pick a category. They can't pick a puppet movie with a third puppet movie. Can we go that far? There's, it's Puppet Revenge Part Three. So you can do a puppet movie or a revenge movie. How are we on three already? What did we, what was two and one? We've done revenge and puppets. No, well, we did not do puppets. Oh, that's we, right. We did we ancient. Did, we did revenge, and then we did uh, ancient times slash revenge part two no. slash. It was in there. Did it you was in, did you throw in a <laughs> medieval <laughs> revenge thing? There was it was revenge part two yeah. <laughs> all right, Dan didn't put them all in the description like I asked him to, but I guarantee if you if you play the audio back, it's in the description. Right, sixty six fucking episodes, Jesus. Christ. Anyway, speaking of rankings and such, we are a few weeks out from the horror drafts podcast. 
where we came in there. I thought we did a good job. We didn't totally roll over Nick and Brantley, who are self-proclaimed the nicest guys in fucking podcasting. Insane. We were well-behaved. How nice these guys are. Yes. They rubbed off on us a little bit. We were we were a, we were much nicer than I was worried about. Wait till Big they come parter. to our show. We've already discussed. Uh, this is what I wanted to bring this up. We will be joining forces and starting beef with how did this get made? This was the uh, yeah, fuck those we, guys. We, yeah, yeah. A show that is actually like really good. So let's just like leave eat our this. shit. <laughs> they've been they've been on top for too long, dude. That's right. I mean, and if you want to stay king, you gotta fucking you know you gotta prove it every once in a while so we're gonna announce it here five day rules podcast and the horror drafts podcast you can't do it are we they they can't they can't keep they can't keep the the king of the ring you know of bad movies yeah well fuck your mothers this long nah dude come on man that's hey uh hey man open invitation (laughs) Fucking uh, lock your door tonight, dude. <laughs> we got a puppet seeking revenge. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, Nick and Brantley's uh, Horror Drafts podcast. If you don't already subscribe and f- follow that shit, get on it. They just released a pleasant uh, adaptation draft, which was nice. And we'll have more. Yeah, and then also, uh, we were talking about this before the show, Uh uh, another sister podcast, Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. They read a mashup that I wrote recently on their last episode. Check them out. Good shit. Anything else we can talk about aside from Monster Humanoids from the Deep, directed by Barbara Peters? <clears throat> I did have a... Hij- hijacked by Corman, right? She was yes, like... Definitely uh, all the all the killing and the raping in this movie is Corman's input, so... I did have a humanoids from the deep related question for you guys. Okay. Um, which uh, body part of yours would you describe as a humanoid from the deep? Probably my gills. Who? Uh, my webbed toes. Definitely skin tags. Definitely skin tags. You get skin tags? I've had one and it fell off. That's good. But it was there for it was there for a year. I feel bad for people that have them, that like get a lot of them over? on their neck and stuff. All over, yeah. I mean, I feel that way about anybody who has like any sort of skin condition. That's like... Mine was in my armpit. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's super common. That's better than my neck, yeah. though. Yeah. Who, my, nobody's going to know that but you and Nicole Kidman. My skin tag is like I had braces on the bottom. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't even have braces, bro. But yeah. you mean like the area between your asshole and your balls, right? That's where your braces were. Why would those need braces, Cron? I don't know. Your shit was all unaligned. Mm-hmm. Well, when your testicles descended, Teeth. they descended off. They were, there I was asked, over, um, overcrowding in your scrotum. I asked the nurse when the, the boy was born, I said... Did both testicles drop? And she like looked at me like weird. And I was like, she's like, yeah, that's actually a good question. She's like, a lot, a lot of people ask that. And I was like, all right, sweet. I thought that happened like later. 
Like after birth. If it doesn't, they got to go back in and Mm -hmm. do it them or surgically do it. Oh shit! So and then then I don't know why I'm worried. Like this has ever been an issue for me. Well, then you got to watch on some of them because they get the inguinal hernia like right out the gate. That was me. Yeah, you think their testicles come out, but it's actually intestines and stuff. Yeah, I had surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, I was maybe a month old. They just All thought right, you had dude, huge you nuts for a while, right? I so wish I did. <laughs> you don't have to fucking brag, dude. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that had surgery uh, two weeks into their life, you know? We're, we're recording this uh, Zoom. You guys want to see my nuts? Nope. Okay. No, not again. <laughs> it's been years. Yeah, I, but... I can close my eyes and see them. You need, so. you need a rewatch on these nuts. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Humanoids <laughs> from the Deep from 1980, directed by Barbara Peters. Uh, right up top, we get a wild New World Pictures logo that I'm not sure I've ever seen before. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. I was like, yeah, it's usually not like that. This might have been a one-off. Who knows? I mean, I know I've never seen it. It's kind of like a Technicolor, like just block text that flew in. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. We start out venturing through some seaweed. We cut to a shot of the beach. We see our title screen pop up in big, giant text, monster, and in almost illegible, tiny text below it, humanoids from the deep. Uh, we cut over to some credits. We get some establishing shots of a small fishing village. We join a couple of fishermen. One is named Jim Hill. He remarks that the salmon are pretty much gone. So uh, this place seems like it's on the down and down. This I mean, place is dead anyway. Yeah. Uh, we also meet three different groups of people at this point. We meet a fisherman named Deke. His son and their crew will cover them more shortly. Yes. We also get Hank, whose boat dwarfs all the others in the pier, like in the lot, basically. I mean, he's in like a giant boat. Everybody else has, you know, like either a one person or a pretty small kind of fishing boat. Uh, and then there's Johnny, who is a Native American. He's got one of the, you know, little one-man boats that goes out. Hank and Johnny get into a back and forth here. Johnny says, there aren't enough fish out there for me to even pay my gas. Uh, he also says, if we get that cannery, if we get that cannery, there won't be any at all in two or three years. Uh, this guy, Hank, fires back. That cannery means progress for a town like ours, and progress means money. You people don't understand. All right, guys, we're not even... A, Two minutes into this movie, we've already got quite a bit of racism happening. Mm -hmm. Vic Moreau, I believe, is this actor who has got to be fucking smashed throughout this movie, but is miraculously getting all of his lines out. This, This scene sets the tone for how fast he speaks throughout the whole movie. It's like he's like, fucking hurry up. I'm... I, I'm committed to saying all of these lines, but fucking hurry up. Let's get through this fucking movie. I will say the setting here is great. 
uh, town, fishing town. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Looks good. And you get the, uh, to men- bring it back to Kroll, you get that James Horner score. Mm-hmm. This is like early James Horner. It's like all peppy and shit. Oh, also, I don't, you know, without giving anything away, uh, the transfer on this movie looked a million times better than Ravenous. Yes. <laughs> A movie that is newer by, I don't know, 30 years? It looks even better on Shudder, I think, when I watched yeah. it on there instead of Tubi. So, yeah, it looks. For you listeners out there, mm-hmm. the transfer looks great if you check it out on Shudder. So, you gotta have, you gotta have Shudder. If you even don't, if you watch it once or twice a month, it's worth having. My wife says, I don't like anything you pick off a shutter. <laughs> oh, wow. If I even open the shutter app, my wife gets mad at me. So, are wives just mad at shutter? Like, is that how that works? Oh, Sam knows what it brings. Sam knows what Tubi, uh, Pluto, and shutter all bring. She also knows what Amazon me. brings. Her Amazon profile is uh, what's the lady with the boobs in the 40s doing jokes and shit uh rachel uh boss uh mrs no, mazel mrs mazel like that's all she watches on there beautiful boobs yeah just watch the first episode gentlemen <laughs> well that's the only time you see him i mean uh, yeah i think maybe season you, three you don't see him past season one you didn't have you watched they, the other seasons I've watched all of them, dude. We started season... 3 a.m., dick in hand. <laughs> we started... She started season four the other day, and I was like, I've lost all interest. I just don't give a fuck about this shit anymore. I can't keep... I Because I pop in occasionally, and then I'm like, where is she now? Where is this? I don't... This doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it's not the movie we're talking about. Sorry. This isn't a Marvelous Mrs. Maisel podcast. All right, Hank yells, come on, boys, let's go. Uh, We get some Johnny music here. It's real kind of peppy stuff. Uh, We see a seagull with one leg. I wrote that down too, man. (laughs) What fucking luck that they nailed that shot. Yeah, where'd they find that seagull? That's production value, dude. Mm -hmm. Was that one of the three notes you wrote, Bones? I I got a page of notes here. Oh, shit. You film enough in one of these New England towns, you're bound to catch a, a one-legged bird. I love no, that you guys was... insult my lack of notes, yet I talk the most. It was like... What if I... Well, how much would I talk more if I took more notes? Oh, hey, you're you're filming here in Custard Sea Island? You better get a, a Boris to one-legged seagull. <laughs> like every townie person told him about that seagull. Mm-hmm. Probably. Anyway, your notes. I got enough. Or lack thereof. I mean. They're all up here, buddy. I feel like the more uh, Bones likes a movie, though, the less notes he takes. So Mm -hmm. We'll find out. That's why he he had 14 pages on Texas Chainsaw The Next Generation. You're talking to the COO of Five Day Rentals LLC right now, buddy. We can still vote you I off. Was, I was knighted 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna vote you off the island, dude. <laughs> All right, we cut over and join Deke and his crew. Uh, Deke is yelling at his son, who's got his—he's just got his face buried in a comic book. You guys, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. Deke is—we uh, don't hate dude this from kid from Action USA. Is I don't it? hate this kid. Yeah, usually we hate every little kid, and this kid, no, because this kid's dragged out. His dad is too fucking high energy. Kid, the kid's reading. He's not doing drugs or fucking around. He's trying to read. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, God damn that's it, kid! Thing. Yes, but yeah, he was um he was one of the dudes chasing him in Action USA, rolling around with the the killer that they brought in. Is he one of the guys that uh, held him out of the helicopter for 45 minutes? <laughs> no. The two white Texas guys that pick up the one killer and then drive around? I think that's the episode. You Hoke, Hoke Howell was his name. He's wearing the denim. Anyway. All right. Deke's telling his son, you better man the winch. Uh, Deke's getting real excited because he thinks they've got a big catch coming in. There's something pulling the net down. Suddenly, the winch cuts off. Uh, Deke's kid, he kind of looks up and he's like, Oh, hell, all the gas is gone. Uh, Deke is livid at this point. He's like, You've been out here all morning and you didn't even check the gas in the winch? Guys, I gotta say, you got to be a better boat captain than that. You're responsible for every part of of the vessel. I mean, you're getting mad at this kid? Uh, guess who else didn't check the gas in the winch? You, Deke. All right, anyway, Deke's son, he goes and gets a gas can. He's filling this thing up. Has anybody ever met a guy named Deke in our lifetime? couple hockey players that's not true it seems like a cool 90s movie name mm-hmm. like deke with rollerblade i don't think i've it ever it known seem a like deke. a fisherman yeah i met a smitty i know a smitty yeah yeah you uh, probably Dan, know the same one i think <laughs> there's probably still time to update that birth certificate on your <laughs> Newborn baby, if you yeah, want. I already sent. They don't send you a birth certificate, guys. You got to order it. Does it come with a plate? Mm-mm. A commemorative yeah, you plate? Should, you should get a plate. And a certificate of authenticity? <laughs> no, you get a social security card. And then $1,000 every this, year on your taxes. We certify this baby authentic. <laughs> With these numbers. Both testicles dropped. Anyway, if we have any uh, fans out there named Deke, comment on our letterbox page. Hey, keep it to yourself, Deke. Wait, they can't comment. We're losing that ability, right? No, we can. St- they can still comment on our stuff. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Hey, Deke, if you had been uh, commenting a little more often, a little more (laughs) regularly, we wouldn't be in this conundrum. All right, Deke's son, he runs out, he gets the gas. 
Uh, we get some shots of an amphibian-looking hand in the net below. The winch, it starts straining. Deke yells at his son to help uh, pull the net up. Whenever his son leaves, the gas can falls over onto the deck. The winch snaps. Deke's son goes into the water, and we see a big hole in the net below. Uh, blood starts pooling up in the water. We see the captain. He's preparing to fire a flare. He runs out to the deck, trips in the gasoline, fires the flare, and the boat explodes. Incredible. It's a real uh, mousetrap scenario. Mm-hmm. I mean... They were, All right, we, they were net fishing, right? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I remember him having like a pole, I thought, but... There's an old guy with a fishing pole later. Now, every... It's a monster. Every fish they catch, I think, is the same salmon that they bought from the grocery store. That's just my Well, theory. yeah, Johnny Eagle told them there's no fucking salmon out there. <laughs> and they haven't released the genetically modified version yet. Salmon yet, yeah. Are fish real? Fish are real, birds are not. Birds are not real. Yeah. Birds are just cameras, right? Yeah. They're like, like drones. drones. Yeah. To spy on us. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Obama put them. He Obama made them all drones. Could we start like Trump Made fish spy on who's in the water. Nobody's in the water, though. Well, it just it sucks to get this late into your life and realize that uh, John Woo was a sleeper cell the whole time. Fuck. Yeah. So releasing all those pigeons into the world. Or uh, the house and uh, the hunger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, we cut back over to Jim Hill He's at home He's being interviewed by the police uh, The cop says Singular hey, you know, The only police in this town mm-hmm. The one policeman <laughs> He says Hey, big companies They don't like to settle down in a town Where things like this keep happening And it's like This is the start of the movie How many things like this have been happening <laughs> Well, that's why uh, Johnny Eagle's got that small boat. His <laughs> blew up last week. What is the name of this town? Did they ever say it? Uh, it doesn't stick to me. I don't recall them. Say- I'm sure mm. maybe the mayor said it at some point where there was Fish. a sign. but Fish City. <laughs> uh, Jim's wife immediately says, do you think Johnny Eagle is involved? Which seems racist at best, libel and slander at worst. Uh, Jim says, hey, uh, they were shooting at something in the water, and it definitely wasn't Johnny Eagle. All of a sudden, both Jim's son and his dog start freaking out. How do they get the kid to freak out? Like, how do you get a a kid to cry and shit and act scared in a movie. Maybe you would just hold up one of those uh, 
amphibian heads from later in the movie, oh. <laughs> like like a little like off camera. Like, is that something a casting director asks the parents? Like, what does he hate? Oh, he hates clowns and blah blah blah. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> so then they know to like have a clown off camera to just walk in the room and terrify the kid. Because I love that too when they get dogs when they try to get dogs to act scared and bark, and the dog's like tail is wagging and it's like kind of smiling and barking. This one they get to look kind of mean at some points, but I was wondering mm-hmm. that how do they get these kids to cry? Dan, how do you make your kid cry? Yeah. You just say no. You eat a ice cream cone in front of them. <laughs> nah. Just out of reach. Mm-hmm. You just say, nah, you're not doing that. Nah. Just pour out their sippy cup right in front of them. No juicy juice for you. You, uh, just dome a Capri Sun right in front of them. I do purchase a lot of Capri Suns, guys. <clears throat> and I have one on occasion. You should. Do you ever freeze delicious. them? Nah. You don't freeze them? Nah. Man. Take a risk of it blowing up. You gotta clean that shit up. You ever just smash down a Lunchable at this point in your life? Uh, she has some left over, and every once in a while I'll be like, that's terrible. How do you have a Slimy leftover from a hand. Lunchable? She's like 30 cheese. pounds. The cheese. Yeah. She doesn't eat what? all the cheese. There's a leftover cracker in the box? I mean. She eats the Oreos first, naturally. Is she keto? Is she keto? And then. She's just eating the cheese and the ham? She eats like two little sandwiches and then. The rest is she'll throw away. I had I'll some. Away. Uh, I tried some vegan cheese in the last few weeks. It was not good. I'll never buy it again. But it had the consistency of what was there was like sticks and cheese. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a string cheese? No, it was like a. It had it was two cups. The one cup was very was more square, and it had a little bit of cheese dip. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, the yeah. And then the other thing was like they were like long crackers. They were like little mm-hmm. pencils. You yeah. could spread them, or they had the like the pretzel kind of dip thing. And then I feel like they had a candy version, like Dunkaroos, with like uh, Teddy Grahams and icing or whatever. Chocolate. But, yeah, when I opened up the vegan cheese like this vegan queso i was like oh this looks like that shit it did not taste like it but it had that it had that chalky you know preservative heavy feel to it what the fuck were those things called danny duck please let me know where's the crackers weren't they just made by like craft or some shit spreadables craft spreadables maybe i don't know all right, so the kid's scared. That's, this is right. what we paid Danny Duck for. All right, we now join up with Bear and the dog. Uh, he finds some knocked over trash cans, gives them a sniff, uh, but continues onward. Eventually, he stumbles onto the source of the stink. Uh, guys, we suddenly see a gill man pop up out of nowhere. It fights with Baron. Some crazy dog-shaking shots yeah. committed to, to screen here. 
they did do a good job of kind of making the dog look scary at points. Like, it's mm-hmm. got its teeth out. They put, obviously, a shitload of fake blood around it. And it looks like somebody's lifting the dog up in the air mm-hmm. on one of those quick shots, too. Like, the dog's eyes even open up like, oh, fuck, you just tossed me. <laughs> yeah, probably. I bet Roger Corman was like, I'll fucking shake a dog. I don't give a shit. We're on a tight schedule here. We got to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we're burning money here. The dog's the most expensive actor in this movie. Fucking <laughs> do it. Paying this guy 25 bucks an hour. Uh, we cut over to the next morning. Jim's uh, anti-Native American wife is looking for Baron. Does she have a name? Is she just Jim's wife in your notes? Yeah, that's all. all right. that, that's what I have her. Okay. In in this female forward-looking category, I have written her down as Jim's wife. You've literally picked the film directed by a female. He said, I'm going to add more tits and ass to this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's hey. pissed. Her name's on the movie, dude. <laughs> uh, Jim comes over and joins his wife. They find some weird slime on the ground by the doghouse and, and follow he the trail it. of it. He just yeah. touches He's fucking getting all in it. It's 1980, bro. They're not worried about COVID. He's got the logic of I'm not of worried a, about COVID. I'm worried about fucking acid slime, bro. Like, it's just, He's kind of got... He's kind of got the same logic as a scientist in Prometheus. Like, yeah. I'll fucking take off my helmet. I don't give a shit. Is this BA? Is this before Alien? Uh, this, this is, is 1980. This is after. Yeah. 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 This is after Alien. Yeah, I guess you're right, Bones. He shouldn't just be <laughs> touching that shit. I'll breathe in spores. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was moisture on the helmet, which meant. It was producing oxygen in that land. Plus, the technology told him that it was breathable air. Yeah, but you don't know what other fucking minute shit is in the air. Dude, if we were on another planet, the only thing I would do is keep my helmet on. Yes. I certainly wouldn't be trying to fucking pet monster alien snakes either. Can't wait till we cover Prometheus. Do it. I will. I'll Cron Howard... Prometheus right shit. now. Uh, if you can make it work for Puppet Revenge Part 3, <laughs> then you're welcome to it. If you do puppets, we'll be perfectly fine. Just do puppets. That's all you have to do. Puppet Revenge Part no. 3 slash Olden Days slash Uh, literally the one category where you could have picked anything and you guys both went more specific than I did. So, Because Bones already has a category that says f- it's a free pick category. I know that already. Hmm? How do you know that? I know. All right. They find this weird slime on the ground by the doghouse and they follow a trail of it searching for Baron. Uh, they eventually find him dead on the beach and guys, when I say this dog is dead, I mean it's basically a puddle of a dog. It looks like it's been washed out to sea and then came back into, uh, what do they call that shit? When the water leaves and comes back. The tide? The, Danny. the tide? Tide, there you go. I said tide. Did you? Yeah, I said it. Okay. 
just for the I listener, we're all from Missouri. <laughs> Literally the most landlocked state that you can be in. Yeah, we so. got a beach. I lived in Guam, man. So I did my fair share of, of beach time. We're all going. Gulf Coast. We're all going to Cabo next year. We'll learn we're this. We're all stuff. going to Cabo. <laughs> we are going to Cabo, guys. I don't. Has Steve not talked to you yet? Yeah, 40, I know. Forty-five minutes. Cut that. Did the, did the dog explode into a bigger? Th- like it looks forty percent larger. Like it's part of a Nets bunch of other shit. shit. Yeah. How come they yeah. didn't fuck the dog? Maybe they did. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, they ripped that bitch apart. It's like that SeaWorld uh, trainee. I don't think they would have because they're humanoids. Like, they're they're looking for something close enough. Okay. Are you going to go into the technicalities of the humanoids here? Me? Yeah. No, I quit taking notes when they got to science class. You're like, dead dog? Not happening, not on this guy's watch. You can't do it. Steve, don't make Lorna watch this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Steve. Put that uh, up at the front. <laughs> make a make a supercut of all the dead dogs from the movies on five-day rentals. We should Have make a letterbox list just for Steve. Yeah, dead dogs. Oh, dude. Uh, Nemesis? We just a list, a list called Dead Dogs Hot Dogs. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Have we had any other dead dogs? Monster Dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surely they killed a few dogs and gone with the Pope. Probably not like on camera, but just for fun. Just to you get know, in the mood. Yeah. Get in the character. Yeah. I mean, Bones is going right. to pick American Psycho tonight, so... We'll you told me I couldn't. Point break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, we cut over and see Hank. He's the pro-cannery guy. Uh, his dudes are unloading an entire truck bed full of beer. Yes. And Bathroom dude has beers, one... Buddy. Dude has one in a coffee in a mug. cup. Which I've is never awesome. seen that. Yeah. I've never seen that before. <laughs> it's great. I took that note. Yeah, man. You're keeping uh, it cold. You're not you're not transferring your body's heat. Can we drink beers like that on uh for the trip? Yeah. Did he and he's not carrying any uh cases either. No, he's doing that beer. That's fucking alpha as hell. Cuz he tells him like I got ice melting in the hole. And he's driving. I think I think he's a driver. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Dude's awesome. We we really know where we're at once we see these uh, this truck pull up. I mean, it's a piece of shit Ford, but uh, all that Olympic beer in uh, the back. It's full of beer. Had dude. no problem hauling four fucking awesome bros and cases of beer, bro. I didn't see any mm-hmm. Yoders out there. See, it's unfair because I support Toyota, and yet you come at me. It's like, I'm, on, I'm exact, on your side, dude. I feel the same way. It's like, What do you turn the key in every morning? I don't turn a key. I push a fucking button because I ah. live. My, he doesn't even have a real truck, Kron. I'll support I, you, Kron, because you turn well, a key. My F-150, yes, I turn a key. But okay, on the Focus, I, I, have a, I don't even have to take the fucker out of my pocket. I just 
Oh, hit a hey button. guys, a little update. I did have to replace my catalytic converter. So. Oh, fuck, how much did that cost? God did you figure out what was up shit. with your wife's car? I'll, I'll tell you off, Bob. Uh, no, but we haven't had any more problems with it. All so right. letting no. it ride, dude. <laughs> All right, all uh, right. We're uh, ten minutes into this movie. Yeah. All right. So they come walking down I'm the pier. A blast. Oh, this is so fun. It's the best part of my week. They find four or five dead dogs littered everywhere. There's three. All okay. but one. All but one is Steve, still alive. The husky survives. So maybe Lorna can watch this movie. Dan, how much of this movie did you watch? Does he not survive? The husky was still barking on the at the this dock. point. At this point, and then oh, that's ten minutes later, <laughs> if anything, it's much more sad. <laughs> Johnny Siegel brings murders. him in. That's right. All right, was that uh, dog we really also... dead? Right, we'll get oh, they—they they really killed it for the movie. Dude. It didn't move. I didn't see it move. Uh, so they do see a husky on the pier. Hank comments that it's funny how the only dog left alive belongs to Johnny Eagle. That's his immediate, like, deduction. It's incredible. Why the fuck hasn't Johnny Eagle left this goddamn town? It's his fucking land, dude. (laughs) That dude gets fucked up, and he stays. They make sure to keep up with his makeup the whole way. Mm -hmm. That that is a good point, though. Like, that is literally his people's land. (laughs) He's the last person that should leave that township. Yes, he is trying his fucking damnedest. Is it worth it, though? Man's got to stand for something, dude. All right, we cut over to a lady at home. She's got a, I don't know, She. it's not really lingerie. It's like a slip. Negligee? Like, a, like the thing you'd wear under, it's like over your underwear, but under your dress. Pants. Yeah. I knew you're like the silk, um, smooth thing. It's like yeah. sleep mm-hmm. sleeping uh, attire. Not a teddy, right? Yeah, I think. Well, no, because a teddy's a two piece. I think a teddy's a shirt, right? Is the teddy Danny Duck? God damn! <laughs> Wait, should you just send him an email Call right it. now? God damn. <laughs> It's just some kind of. <laughs> it's sexy, is what it is, man. It's some kind of not lingerie, but lingerie. I think, That's what she has on. I think it's a it's a lingerie a sleeper. You could still. I think it's just a slip. It's just the thing under a dress. You can still fuck her, but she could also fall asleep after you fuck in it. If you if she wanted her. to, if she wanted to, because, and if you had consent to make love to her. Mm-hmm. She could, and she was done with you, and she said, "I'm going to sleep now." Because you didn't jizz all over my teddy night lounge. See, I was going to say, like, "Oh, dude, you're being gross," but I know you were trying to use it in a sentence that you would normally use to trick your body to throw it to your tongue. You know what I mean? It's like saying you don't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what. The middle of a lyric is, but if I sang the song, I'd get there. So did I, I, did I more power to you for bringing up jizz. Did I say fuck her, though? 
first. Suddenly, this lady's phone rings, uh, which star- startles her. Wait, does she? Guys. Does this bathroom have an exterior door? Because she's being creeped on by one of these things, and then goes out and opens a door and looks at it. Mm-hmm. That's the strangest fucking. You don't think it does? Then what door did she open? Because we're in first person of the humanoid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she gets a call. I just thought was like, I've never seen an exterior door from a bathroom. Well, if you just live alone, though, do you need a bathroom door? I mean, depends. I, you could argue you don't need an inside bathroom door. Mm-hmm. But it's a bathroom. It's not a mud room or a laundry room where I could see a, a door going out to your backyard. Yeah, but if if you live alone and somebody's like, "Hey, this door doesn't match the the rest of the paint," like, yeah, just take it. Like, who gives a shit? It's just me here. This door doesn't match the rest of the paint. So, yeah. So you just you don't need an interior door anymore. Kron, get rid of that door I'm, behind I'm you on, because I'm it on. doesn't match your interior <laughs> paint. The white one? Yeah, dude. White goes with anything. <laughs> Come on. Yes. <laughs> So you're telling me when the wife leaves the house, you're just like shitting with the door open. Yeah. You close the door when you're home alone? Nah, that's just, I don't know. That's insane, dude. If my wife's here, I might shit with the door open. Who cares? Might? I mean, might? <laughs> yeah. There's an option where you, Jesus Christ. I can't shit on the same floor as my wife. Well, that's because, you know, you know where I am. I like privacy. You know what? You know where I am. You know what I'm doing. If you come around, that's on you. I've started recently saying, um, I got to go take a dump. And she's like, stop <laughs> saying that. It's so disgusting. I'm like, it's more disgusting than saying I got to take a shit. She's like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I got to go take a dump. You're t- your daughter's going to start saying it soon. <laughs> I hope oh, dude. so. When I get home from the gym in the mornings, I'm like, I'm going to shit my pants right now. Because <laughs> she's rocking that fucking kombucha sauce and shit still. Oh, dude, I'm... Pre- <laughs> I'm. There are some days in the gym where I'm driving home from the gym where I'm like, <laughs> if traffic goes a little bit worse, I'm shitting myself. Just... Shit at the gym, Kron. I know, but I don't want to do that. That's that's weird too. <laughs> you're working out. It, you can shit in the gym. It's not like you're at work. Oh, I fucking level work, dude. <laughs> I at home, I want privacy. At work, I establish dominance. You leave the door open. <laughs> no, but I, it's just it is a it is a mobile home cardboard level door that thing uh, a brisk wind would blow it over and I just I let her rip man and it's right by where the copy machine like the copy machine is two feet from the toilet I just let it go or I'm your water water bill yeah it's dudes those are dudes homes where I'm at like every day there's like oh that's Tom he's in there (laughs) had his coffee all right guys so this lady continues her search through the house 
she's now got one of those big uh, two-pronged forks that you would use when you're like carving up a turkey. So she's just kind of holding that in front of her. Suddenly a guy pops up out of nowhere and scares her. Real fake out. Uh, we cut over to the town dance. Jim's got on a sick western jacket. It's tan with some roses on the shoulder. Looks pretty sweet. Yeah, he's slick. Uh, the mayor introduces some folks from the cannery. And the main guy gives up to give a pitch basically for the cannery coming into town. Uh, he says, believe this, we're actually going to increase the catch. Dr. Susan Drake here, a great little scientist, <laughs> has been conducting research upstream. She knows how to grow salmon bigger and faster. Real uh, misogyny in this guy. Suddenly, Johnny Eagle comes in. He's holding his dog, which has been murdered. He asks Hank if he knows anything about it. Hank fires back and says, uh, Hey, Johnny, do you know anything about our seven dogs that got murdered? Johnny sets his dog down on the ground. He says, I'm going to go to court. Uh, I'm going to take back all the Indian land on the river. And I'm going to stop the cannery. I'm going to do it with your laws. Um, Hank and a couple of his goons drag Johnny outside and a fight ensues. Hank gets in some cheap shots. Uh, Jim jumps in to help out Johnny. Jim's a stand-up guy, man. Mm-hmm. His wife's a little racist, but... <laughs> Uh, we get kind of a funny shot of a kid. He's making out with uh, his girlfriend in the back of a car. He kind of notices all the commotion going on, pokes his head out, and gets, like, punched in the jaw. Do you guys remember riding around, like, in the back of a pickup that had the cabin shell, or whatever you call it, on it like that? Did you guys ever? I definitely rode around, like, you know, just open air in the back of a truck. I feel like pre nine eleven that was okay, you know. Saying then we crashed into a tree. Oh yeah, yep. That was a fun night. We'll tell that story sometime. Uh, so all these guys are fighting outside. Eventually, the sheriff walks out from the dance and fires his gun right into the air. Wait, He's like, "All right, that's enough. Everybody, go home." Did you have chicks in the back of the Forerunner? Me? Yeah. A few times. All right. I just had the S10. I was driving a Chevy back then. Uh, so, yeah, it was just open air. I didn't, right. have the, I didn't have the top. Teddy's was out on that one. It had to be, like, perfectly spring if you were... Banging in the back of a truck. I didn't say banging, Cron. The Forerunner. Yeah, the, I had I had some romps in the Forerunner. Maybe because yeah, I could like, I could lay the back seats down and. If it's in the middle of summer, though, that sounds miserable. Ah, oh, dude, you get that. Get that like cool sauna in there. It's like, like a, that, It's like that Titanic scene, baby. Dude, you should know so well that it's like the cool summer nights. It's like a country song, Cron. You know, you you know this. You live in Nashville. 
you come out here mm. in the middle, like in the worst part of summer. And I'll, I wouldn't... if it's cool, you're going to make out with me in the back of the truck? Red yeah. cups, pickup trucks. Cool summer nights. Pickup trucks. <laughs> we'll do a little uh, Gilman role play in the back of my truck. <laughs> The moon was sitting just right on a cool summer night. All right, we're never going to get through this movie. Uh, the sheriff comes out. Titties pretty tight on a cool summer night. If only I could get my hand. <laughs> we cut over to some kids on the beach. Uh, us right. Cut off Daisy Dukes. So this scene is confusing because there is one lady who is drawing some boats that are coming in. While watching. Uh, yeah. And about 30 feet away, there's a guy and a girl making out. Uh, now, once those two start, this lady could not be. She forgets about drawing. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't drawing shit anymore because she's just watching these kids go at it. Now, they're the same couple from the truck, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this couple, possibly creeped the hell out by this lady, <laughs> decide to get up and walk further down the beach, which is the best decision they've made so far. Was she not their friend? It's their friend. Okay. She is, uh, she's Jim's brother's lady. It must... It looked like it was cold as fuck, like while they were filming this. It's like, not a sexy beach. It's like it's rocky, horrid. algae covered. Yeah. Oh, they show the water and it's like foamy and like got shit. Like just yeah, it's the type of beach I like because you know there's nobody else around. Like you go, it's like an Oregon beach. It's a cool, crisp. You know, like you ain't getting in a speedo and getting in there. Well, no. it's just, it's one of those beaches where it's like, hey, you got to wear uh, real shoes because the rocks are sharp as glass. Yes. Like, you'll cut your feet if you fucking walk out here. And then Andrew Dice Clay goes by on a speed train. It's, it's, it. the, it's the dark depths that would kill you. They might contain a Kraken. They are not a Baywatch type of beach. They're a Robert Eggers type of beach. We're in the Pacific Northwest, listeners. That's where we're Not at. Not a Michael Bay type of beach. Big hockey right. guy, apparently. Michael Bay? Yeah. John Hamm was on Spitting Chicklets this week, so... Just talking about Michael Bay. Cool. All right, so this lady, uh, she's wearing a bikini. This guy has a perfect white bread body uh, and some. <laughs> that was a note. Yeah, yeah, that's a note. If the He's pockets, also, yeah. if the pockets are coming out of the cutoffs, yeah, they're, they're a, little, a little too tight. My next thing, short. he's got on some extremely small jorts. Uh, they're cut high enough that the pockets are sticking out from the bottom. Please, God, get it. hard. Hey, that's for the ladies, dude. I mean, <laughs> female director. That's true. She's putting in what she likes. 
We cut over to Jim on a, his boat. He's got a few folks with him. They're fishing. Uh, we also have the scientists from the cannery. Uh, there seems to be something really big on the line. It's a monster. <laughs> Everyone's trying to get it up. It's pretty close to the surface, but the line snaps. I feel you. The s- you feel this scene? You said everybody's trying to get it up. I said, I feel you. Uh, the scientist lady, she starts taking a whole bunch of pictures. The guy reeling in the fish, he kind of falls backwards. Uh, he he looks over and he says, will you get me a drink? And this other guy, he's so gung-ho. He's like, yes, sir. And he like runs off to the cooler. It was so... I rewound it a few times. I thought it was real funny. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the bikini couple. The guy, he gets dragged under. He gets all fucked up. Uh, his girlfriend comes over and finds him with basically half of his face missing. It's awesome. She gets dragged up onto the beach, and we see uh, Gilman just kind of push her down to the ground and, you know, have his way with her. Uh, it's pretty violent, pretty muddy. And then we cut over and we get some more uh, pro cannery, anti cannery stuff. We're in a, uh, let's see, Hank tells his goons that Johnny's hiring a lawyer. He's trying to stop the cannery. Uh, meanwhile, Johnny is trying to talk Jim, uh, who's on the pier. He's trying to convince him that the cannery is a bad idea. Uh, there's just a ton of back and forth stuff. You're, you're kind of like cutting between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much, you know, in a normal horror movie, I don't know if you'd get this much of a political landscape Mm -hmm. but humanoids from the deep is not like your average movie so it's still early 80s so a lot lot more talky Dan I would kind of picture you as a pro cannery man why is that I don't know like anti-union pro cannery that Mm -hmm. seems like they'd go hand in hand not true gentlemen Pay my union fees every month. If any of us was to just strip the planet of its natural resources, it would be Dan. I've recycled more than both of you. I don't think that's true. (laughs) It's true. You want to see all of the shit downstairs that I'm not allowed to throw away unless it goes to a proper recycling facility? Do you want to know who got up at like nine o'clock one day and loaded his wife's car of all all these old electronics because someplace a hundred miles from here was doing an electronics recycling? Did, did you event? just tell? Did you just ask me or tell me you want to know who got up at nine? You said nine a.m. on a weekend. <laughs> Fucker, I ain't seen nine a.m. in a You're very long by time. Now, right? 9 a.m. is 12 hours into my day. Goddamn liberals. You know how many times I've said, come on, we can throw this piece of glass away. It's not It's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. We, let me we already have Kansas. 16 salsa glasses mm-hmm. in, the, in the cabinet. 
peanut butter, are you, do you just throw it away or do you actually clean it out? It goes in the dishwasher and then if it, <laughs> it's washed. And then when it comes out, it's, do you have a use for this? And I go, no. And she goes, well, I'm going to set it right here. Maybe we'll find a use for it. And then when she leaves the kitchen and goes into the dining room, I put it in the recycling bin. Now it sounds like you're buying a fancy glass. No, it's it's a glass pl- it's a plastic store brand natural peanut butter. I go through four of them a week, so I. It, it takes a good month, month and a half for a plastic natural peanut butter for us. Every single day of my life, my wife says, "Stop leaving peanut butter spoons in the." In the sink. And that's what uh, the Johnny Depp, Amanda Heard divorce for Kron and your wife will be like. Mm-hmm. Wait. That's so, every day. That's just. Well, so, sorry, sorry. So there's peanut butter on the spoon when you put it in the sink? Just lick I it. lick it. I lick it off. And then I put it in the sink and I think I'm going to wash that later. See, mine's the opposite. It's the lady that does it. It's like turn on the hot water, run it under there, and it take it right off. You don't, but you don't need to pre-rinse it. Put it in your dishwasher. It'll clean it. Just if the argument is, why are you just putting a spoon in the sink when you could put it in the dishwasher? Yeah, I get that. Because then that's he's going to have that's two. Pretty much it. Yeah. He's going to have two arguments then, because when he does put it in the dishwasher and it doesn't fully clean it, he's going to have that argument, and then he's going to have the argument of you didn't put it in the dishwasher and there's still peanut butter on. It's a subconscious invite to a fight. Kron is like setting it in there, like, all right, count down to makeup sex. All right, you you want my counter argument? Uh, how how long does it take to clean a spoon? Four seconds. I yeah. mean, it takes I, no time. But I you didn't it. do it. I get it. I'm doing it later. <laughs> I'm doing it when the dishes build up, dude. Well, I don't want to wash everything. As I, I'll do it at the end of the day. I get it. I get it. It's one thing to put a few things in the sink and then load them all up together. You're op- you're opening the dishwasher once. I'm going to set the, the time tree that we share at 2 p.m. every day to be like, Karan, clean, <laughs> clean your peanut butter spoons. <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude. Now it's a point of pride. I put three of them in the sink. and You do all the spoons? <laughs> yeah, just wait, dude. You're not putting them in the same... Slot though, right? You got to separate the cutlery because you don't want I, it to s- group together. Dude, really, f- I put really fuck with I, her. You put it on her car. <laughs> I put mine in the sink, and then at the end of the day, I wash all of my dishes. Not hers. In the sink? No, because she puts hers in the dishwasher. <laughs> I put mine in the sink. That's your problem. That's why I you're getting blamed. Wash, I hand wash mine at the end of the day. You're wasting water. If she's That's running not the a waste. If she's no. if she's running the dishwasher and you're washing them by hand, you're wasting water. We're not running the dishwasher every day. Should be. It's yeah. less water she'll, than washing. She'll she'll let hers build up in the dishwasher and then I get to a point where I'm like, there's no fucking spoons left. I can't even eat my peanut butter. That's at why this you point. run it every night. <laughs> no. Half lo- you just hit the half load. Because you don't want it to, you don't want it four or five days of shit in there, and then it starts to stink. Let me ask you this: Big pans are is she washing or is she throwing in the dishwash? 
Big pans we hand wash. See, mine is everything in the dishwasher. I'm like, no, you're taking up too much room. And she's like, you don't know how to load a dishwasher. And I'm like, there's a fucking book on Amazon that I've seen of how to load a dishwasher. I'm going to order that shit. It depends on the dishwasher. Not all dishwashers are created equal. Some of them have a different configuration. Some of them are designed for bigger stuff up top. Like my Bosch, I can hit the, like I have that adjustable top. Brewster's a million over here. Humanoids from the deep. I got the new one that has the the third (laughs) thing that pulls. On the very top? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's usually full of salsa lids. You guys got a third layer on your dishwashers? Yeah, Yeah. I'll send you a picture tomorrow. It's fucking sweet. (laughs) Ever wonder what you're going to do with that spatula? Figured it out. Uh, listener, uh, write in and tell us who you think the 1% on this podcast is. Uh, yeah, who grew up with a garage fridge and now has a third shelf in their dishwasher. I got the third shelf. Aren't those both thing. bones? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm leaning into bags, it. dude. Yeah, one, two. Cron right, doesn't even use a dishwasher, you old son of a bitch. I hand wash all my Yeah, shit, you can dude. afford to just waste gallons of water every night. That's not a way you fill up the fucking sink. You use the same water for the whole thing. You're telling me. You're telling me me my sink full of water uses more water than a whole dishwasher? Yeah, a dishwasher actually only uses a few gallons. The way that they. I don't don't use one gallon, dude. A gallon? I'm not using a gallon. You're cleaning these plates. Next time. You fill up your sink, you get one of those recycled milk jugs, and you can see if you can fill up that water with that milk jug. See if you got it. Guys, I throw all my dishes into the trash can. (laughs) Guys, I use Dixie uh, paper plates. That's the sponsor of this week's. I just go out back and I throw my stuff onto the tire fire in my backyard. (laughs) It takes care of itself. I eat ribs every night. I just throw them in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Coons will take them. All right, let's get through this next scene. Uh, We get a POV shot of someone walking towards a tent on the beach. We hear, come on, honey, take it off. Let's see some skin. We hear a woman. Nothing comes off until I see it. Okay, how's this? Oh, come on, you got to show me more than the head. We cut inside and we see a guy, a girl, and a ventriloquist dummy. Uh, This chick must have a very specific kink. Because she just whips out her tits real quick. You have a very specific movie that you'd like to pick. This would be, on your Pornhub search, this would be MFP, right? <laughs> this is the second movie with a, with a puppet. A uh, Cron Howard. A uh, puppet who sees tits, dude. <laughs> so does... Uh, well, yeah, Pinocchio sees... Watches a whole shower That's sequence. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, uh yeah guys we're tapping into the stuff i'm into so uh this guy is telling the dummy he's gotta go uh but like any good ventriloquist he just can't help himself get a few more jokes in if you're this chick are you laying this guy it's like you're laying two guys (laughs) she she seems into it dude honestly Mm -hmm. i mean if i was a lady and a dude pulled out a fucking... Du- no, I'm out. I'm like, this is no. I mean, Jeff Dunham has kids, right? 
So there's women out there that are... And millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's probably... This is probably his origin story. That yeah, might be him. He watched this and was like, damn, dude. Puppets get you laid? No, Holy they're like, shit. this is him. He's like, my girlfriend was killed on the beach by a gill man. <laughs> he sold his rights, his story rights to Corman. <laughs> All right, so he's kind of... He's kind of putting this ventriloquist dummy away, but he gets one more joke in. He says, come on, baby, do you want to see my woodpecker? Uh, she says, am I going to get splinters? It's a pretty good... I Great mean, this joke. chick is... She's quick on her feet, mm-hmm. you know? She is also undressing right down the barrel of the camera. I have... I mean, the, her, her, the camera is at her feet looking up her as she's taking off her clothes. I was like, this is this is a lot. <laughs> That's probably a Corman shot, right? Yeah. I mean, this is one of those where you wish you had the stone cold VCR that could loop, you know? <laughs> uh finally the gill man rips this tin apart. <laughs> Guys, this dummy, his dart. His eyes are darting back and forth. Is this some sort of sentient Pinocchio kind of setup here? <laughs> Who's controlling him? No one, I think. You're the expert in that field. You tell us. I would just love to see a Pinocchio slash humanoids team up, dude. <laughs> Fucking welcome to the multiverse, huh, guys? <laughs> You joke about the multiverse. Do you know what you're joking about? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. like a fire, dude. It's just kind of like all of Marvel exists everywhere. Like there's no world where you can't escape the overbearing force of Marvel. I think I get what the multiverse is about, dude. I believe you. I was going to ask. Why. I'm confused myself. All right, so the gill man, he makes pretty light work of this guy. The lady takes off nude down the beach. The gill man runs her down, throws her into the mud, and makes love to her. I don't think it's the same lady. I don't think it's love. That's true. Both good points. Yeah. I think they reshot this with a different topless woman. Uh, let's take a break here. Okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. We just took a little break in the middle of Humanoids from the Deep. If you're just now joining us, uh, there's a whole lot of pro-cannery, anti-cannery speak to be had in this movie. Who knows who's right? Yeah, I mean, who knows who's right and who's wrong? Yeah, man, we need Kyle Kalinske to come in here and break this shit down, you know? Yeah, we've got a real uh, house of sand and fog scenario (laughs) on our hands here. (laughs) Cinephile. What? I said you cinephile. 
You guys remember that one? Uh, so it's Star Trek guy. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly? Star Trek guy. I thought it was Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I think it's Ben Kingsley, actually. Are you thinking <laughs> Patrick Stewart? Same guy, right? No. Pretty much. One of them was John Luke Picard. The other is Ben is, Kingsley. Is Ben Kingsley, yeah. Was Gandhi. <clears throat> yep. Sexy Beast, baby. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Might show up around here. All right, so Johnny brought some people back over to his place to discuss the cannery. Um, over cleaning are, fish. Yeah. We came to clean fish and chat. Well, it's like they're going to clean the fish, and then they're going to eat them for dinner, right? That's kind of the whole... I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut over and see Hank's guys. They're sneaking around. They've got some Molotov cocktails ready to go. Uh, we also see that a gill man is watching from the water. So we're setting up a real Mexican standoff here. Uh, one of Hank's guys chucks a single Molotov cocktail and Johnny's entire cabin explodes. Boom. I don't want to say that Johnny's cooking meth, but <laughs> by the way that his house explodes... He's he's cooking meth. I mean, they set up early in the movie that people are just real loose with gas in this movie. <laughs> and then even at the end of the movie, like that becomes their solution to the thing. Just fucking pour gas everywhere. In the water. Yep. But uh, yeah, Tom, it's, probably, it's probably meth. <clears throat> yeah, it's got to be. Northern little fishing town like this. Yeah. How else are they supplementing income in the winter? Mm-hmm. When the ocean uh, freezes up. Mm-hmm. Tommy, the who's the... Solid. Those ice roads. Would you guys have liked uh, Liam Neeson to show up at this point? <laughs> I'm here to shut down your cannery. Tommy, who's the guy that's with Johnny, grabs a gun and starts shooting. But wouldn't you know it, a, a gill man reaches out of the water and grabs him by the foot. A fight ensues. Tommy's pretty badly hurt. Uh, Johnny grabs an axe and throws it right into the gill man's head. Pretty oh, sick shot. Wait, so he, it, I forgot, he's got a pump. He's got like a water pump. And they start to like try to put the water out. Yeah, but Tommy's girlfriend runs down with a bucket to the river and gets a bucket of water and runs up to the fire. And Tommy's mm-hmm. like, "Babe, that's like spitting on it. Go get help." I thought that was part was pretty great. Uh, we cut over to Linda, who is Tommy's girlfriend. She's driving Johnny's truck into town for help. Uh, wouldn't you know it, a gill man has been in the bed of this truck the whole time. She gets attacked and drives off the bridge. Damn. Uh, as the truck hits the ground, it goes up in a massive explosion. Probably full of methamphetamine, if you ask me. Yeah, it's a transport truck. Just a Ford. Uh, but they do that really cool thing that like a movie from the 80s does where it's like, hey, 
We shot it from four different angles just to make sure we got it. And we're going to show you every single fucking angle we got. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you see the the explosion and it kind of progressively zooms out almost. The uh, the gill man attacks her from the back like and she slams on the brakes and he goes flying off at one point. Well, then they do this incredible thing where they reverse the footage to give the effect that the gill man is getting back up. But the guilt man has a tail. So you can tell that they reversed the film by the way his tail just magically folds right back. It follows the same trajectory. It, that was incredible. That was one thing that I had to back up a few times. I think they do it maybe two or three times. Yeah. But it somehow gets back on the truck before it makes her crash. It was It was great. It was like they went back and decided, like, no, actually, it should get back in the truck and kill her. You know? It's like they reused that footage and retooled it in a way and then just drove a truck off and, like, bookended that with it. It was probably like someone sitting down with Corman being like, hey, we've got the initial setup and then we've got the explosion. We should probably get an insert here where, like, he gets back up and gets in the truck. We'll have to you know, bring the actors back out. And Corman was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Reverse it. We ain't paying for that <laughs> shit. Yeah. We blew Just, way too much money on that fucking dog. <laughs> back footage up. You just run that tape backwards, mm-hmm. baby. All right. So the next morning, Hank and his crew are at the pier. They're wondering what's going on when Johnny shows up with Tommy's body. Uh, the scientist lady, she's taking Johnny's statement. Hank did, jumps in. Did you see what she drove up in? It was no. a Subaru Brat. It said Brat on the side. It's like this little, it's like a. So like a samurai? like a. It's like a smaller, beefier uh, ranchero or uh, barracuda or whatever. Like one of those pickup cars. Mm-hmm. From the 70s or 80s. And I was like, what the fuck is a brat? And I had to look it up. And it's called a Subaru brat. And they sold them for like 10 years. They look awesome. Yeah, the license plate said uh, Sleek One. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> it kind of looks like a uh, like a Pinto or something. It's, yeah. It's kind of like Are a car with a... Yeah, it's like a car with a bed, yeah. essentially. El Camino. I couldn't think of the, the name I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I meant. What did I say? Pinto? Yeah. Another another Ford. Uh, Jesus Luke? fucking Christ. Most cars are Fords, Dan, because they're a yeah, giant yeah. company that makes a quality product, and they've got a lot of market share. Also, Luke. literally, <clears throat> first to market, Dan. <laughs> like, they beat everyone. Oh, now you support capitalism? Yeah, okay. No, I'm just saying, like, literally they've been making cars longer than any other company. This guy voted for Bernie. I would hope. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to hide that. Yeah, I'm sorry I know history, so. We don't know check, that. Check this out. 
See this fucking thing right here? It's badass. How, how much? How much? Uh, for the listeners, Bones is displaying a sorry. I'm, I've a got, photo of a Subaru Brat. I thought these Subaru Brats were kind of cool. Dude, seventeen. That's it. Yeah. Here's how much a Subaru Brat is worth today. The average you, value of an ten thousand dollars. Where are you getting parts at, Dan? I mean, yeah, I'm sure they can. There's some. There's some fucking shop in Cuba I could special order from that makes them. Yeah. You want to track down a brat manifold? I mean, good luck, dude. I could download it off of. Is this a time before catalytic converters so they'll run good on regular gas? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I honestly. That's what I asked the guy because he was like, "Yeah, your catalytic converter needs to be replaced," and I was like, "All right, well, do I even need that? Like, is that necessary?" I was like, "Because." Like, literally no car before 1980 had one, so I was like, will my shit just run without it? Did he Did he do, like, the, yes, you'll be fine? You can't, like, shake his head no while saying yes? He was like, well, he was like, I wouldn't recommend it. He was like, it could really mess up your engine. Like, He's like, look at the big brain on Kyle over here. Yeah, I was like, I bet, yeah, I can see why you're saying that. When uh, the F-150 was having the airbag issue, and I took it in, and they were like, yeah, it's going to take us a minute to order the part. It might be 10 days or so, because it'll have to go to, like, it's old enough that, you know, they don't make new of those parts. They have to salvage them or whatever. And he's like, yeah, so we'll call you. And I was like, damn, do I need to have it towed back home? And he's like, no, you can take it. I was like, I'm allowed to drive it without an airbag? And he's like. Yeah, like I could hear it in his voice, like you fucking pussy. Like, yes, drive it. I'm like, oh, okay. So, I did five under the whole way home. I can't drive this. I want to. It's weird. I have an airbag. I'd have been doing ten over, dude. <laughs> it's weird. I uh, no seatbelt. Yeah, never had these issues. That's weird. Hey, hey, man, if you're gonna take the airbag out, can you take that fucking thing out that dings every time I don't put my seatbelt on? Yeah. Dan's saying, I've never had these issues. He's he's never had a car for more than like four years. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about somebody who's just like rolling it's, in it. It's not the true dude, at all. I, I can't think of a car you had longer than three or four years. You just, you like re-up new, new. You get one and then Rachel's like, I know I want one. And then you get mad that she got one, so you get a new one. Dan, my my truck is 11 years old right now. What year is your truck, Cron? 2011. My truck's a 2013. My truck's a 2005. The only problem was a, a fucking airbag thing, and we're pretty sure that it disconnected when the guy was cleaning it, like the detailer before I bought it. He probably knocked it loose. I cut the airbags out of my truck, dude. Well, yeah, you want to go faster. <laughs> Trying to reduce weight. Yeah, you don't have a catalytic converter, so you're... <laughs> no wonder you recycle so much. You're destroying the earth with your yeah, truck. Yeah, I'm trying to... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to balance things your out karma. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm trying to make up for all the cigarette butts that I threw out a passenger window all through high school. Uh, Hank instantly sees an opportunity here. He jumps in and he's like, hell yeah, these fucking sea monsters are running wild. They've been killing our dogs. Uh, Johnny knows what I'm talking about. And they blew up Johnny's house. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, they blew, they totally destroyed Johnny's house, these fucking sea monsters right, that we're dealing right, with. Right, right, Johnny, right? Uh, yes. Jim says, hey, I'm going to go after these things. Johnny says he'll join, so does Susan, who's the scientist. It's a weird uh, situation here, because he's literally just asking everybody to join him. And they're like, Oh, it's a town full of pussies. They all have excuses, yeah. I ain't got time to be chasing those sea monsters, Hank. I gotta be up whenever his brother wakes up. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's the sheriff. Mm-hmm. I got bigger fish to fry. Also, I really don't want to say anything about our group of three here, but they are completely fucked because we cut over to them on the boat, and their entire plan is that Johnny has a fishing reel, and Jim has a stick with a nail in the end of it. And That's she all has a they camera. Come up with. And this scientist has a camera, but they all have uh, an awesome set of like fishing rain gear, mm-hmm. like pristine. She looks like the Gorman's fisherman. And it's amazing. They discover caves. Uh, R3 do decide at Susan's behest to check out some of the caves on the coast. Inside a cave, we find some more of the Gilman. Uh, Susan starts snapping photos. Johnny There's your evidence. Right. <laughs> yeah, because they're talking about it, and he's like, wait, what are you talking about? Where's your evidence of this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you would have seen this 20 feet ago. And they walk up on, like, a sea orgy of these things. Uh, Susan's snapping photos. Johnny and Jim just start serving up hot lead. They're firing (laughs) bullets into these gilmen. Uh, They also find Peggy, who's buried in some seaweed. And they certainly uncover her. Mm -hmm. To a certain point. Yep. We cut over to Canco Laboratory. <laughs> we quick cut that shit. After, Susan, after Johnny saves one of them with a spear gun, and I was going to ask you guys, why in movies do spear guns seem to be more powerful than rifles? You know what I mean? Like effort. a spear gun always takes... It's always like a one-shot, one-kill golden gun situation it took all that I mean, time to load it you know well it's got to leave a bigger hole than a bullet right like like literal damage that it does has to be greater hmm. but it wouldn't it would be, kill you it would it wouldn't have just as much uh, damage as please, like an arrow please let me shoot you with a <laughs> fucking harpoon dude and we will see if you live through that shit I don't. I don't think it. If you survive, if you survive, I'll give you assistant manager position. No, if I survive, as, I'm shooting as COO, back. I can do that now. <clears throat> we both one, two, three, shoot. No, I get to shoot you first. Nope. <laughs> See, 
So you admit. I'm taking heart. it in the shoulder. I'm shooting you in the heart, point blank. <laughs> this murder. <laughs> well, turn you. That's how it goes, dude. What a, What about underwater? What if you let him shoot you underwater? It'd be slower. I'm pretty quick in the water. I mean, I can get away from that. You good in the water? I'm all right Legit. in the water. I can get around. I mean, I can swim. Get around? Carburetors, man. <laughs> That's what life's about. Is there water where we're going? It might, it I might push lake. you in a river. It's a yeah. lake, I think, isn't it? I don't fucking know. I'll, uh, I'll do that thing where I like... If you're walking by a puddle, I'll do that thing where I kick you in the back of your knee so your leg kind of gives out. You just get my socks wet. I'll be pissed. All right, so we're at the Canco Laboratory. Susan is examining a gill man. Uh, she says that the head is huge. These things uh, are obviously turning amphibious. Another scientist says, uh, best to keep this quiet. Susan says, people have the right to know. She also says, hey, go grab Film Reel 232. She fucking turns on this dude. It is a great, like, I'm done. I'm done. Go get the shit. Well, I think it's kind of, I mean, it is funny that he's like, like, hey, leave off that. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't be talking about these Gilman too Mm -hmm. much. And I we think cut. he is the guy she's dancing with reluctantly at the dance earlier in the movie. A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Because I only know that because there's only seven people in this movie. <laughs> and one of them is likable. Dan's making a face like eh. to be to be determined. I guess I don't know. You don't like Johnny Eagle, man. I like. I'm cheering for the Gilman. Oh wow! An about face. <laughs> Dog murderers and rapists. Mm-hmm. Eh. They don't know yet. Aren't you? They'll evolve. I was kind of in the. You mean the video. Dallas Cowboys? Ah <laughs> oh, shit! Fucking. Philadelphia Eagles would have been a better reference, huh? Who did Michael Vick play for? The Titans at one point. I I thought he was an Eagle, sorry. I've seen Michael Vick. At one of those dog fights? Nah, I didn't. Oh. Hey, dude, your dog looks like shit. Hey, bro. They wouldn't let me in. (laughs) It's too young. I was waving money and everything. Your dog's a fucking I know you already did time for this and shit. Why are you doing it again? Play for the Falcons. This was last week, dude. That's fucked up. Falcons? I thought he was an Eagle, but he might have went to the Eagles next. I think that's maybe where he like reinvested himself. Nah, he got busted when he was on the Falcons, and then I think the Eagles was like his like. Oh, he's good now. He did his time. Hey, man. Oh, wait. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, was he was the Falcons, too. the Eagles, the Jets, and the Steelers. 
Yeah, when I went, right, so, and that's why you like him because he was or saw, saw him. Yeah, I saw so him. You're a Steeler fan. When I went to watch the Steelers against the St. Louis Rams that do not exist anymore, and be gone with them. It was Nick Foles for the Rams, who would later go to the Eagles and be a Super Bowl MVP, who was shit on the Rams. And then Roethlisberger, old shit, got hurt, and Michael Vick came in for him. (laughs) All right, so just to be clear, uh, anti-union, pro-dog fighting, (laughs) pro-cannery. Anti-horse. Anti-horse. Yeah, anti-horse. We're all anti-horse. Yes, funny, that's, you keep reminding me that I funny, am. We signed on. It's on. funny that's the one you jumped in to correct. <laughs> Look, guys. Pay my union dues every two weeks. Um, what else? So what if I like to blow off some steam at the dog fight? Who cares? You know. I'd fight horses, too, if I could. <laughs> yeah. I'm flying to the Philippines next month. Do some uh, chicken fighting. Yeah, it'll be all right. Are you there to watch the fucking theatrical release of one of the movies we covered? <laughs> yeah. I'm there to get some ideas on this show. Be like, what A is third this of the movies we've covered have only played theatrically in the Philippines. Be like, what's premiering tonight? Mission Impossible. Huh. There's another uh, Philippine release, so. <laughs> that I've covered? You've we cover covered we cover a high amount of only released in the Philippines movies. Let me get that list going, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need an intern, god damn it. Man, how great to smoke in a movie theater. I bet you still so great can to smoke. over there, dude. That's what I'm saying. I bet when you buy a ticket, they hand you a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like a dude's playing Mahjong next to you. Mm-hmm. Telling you to keep it down. All right, we cut over to Susan and the guys. They're watching Film Reel 232. Susan shows a video where a growth hormone was injected into frogs. This hormone is called DNA5, and it made them reach adulthood in a matter of days. All right, folks. <laughs> Uh, Canco was going to basically introduce this same hormone into salmon. Some of those salmon who were injected ended up escaping. Susan's theory is that a few colacath, I think is the name? Yeah. Colacath, which was a prehistoric fish, ate some of the mutated salmon, Mm -hmm. absorbed the DNA5, and grew into the gilman. Now, I don't know why we needed to go through. It could have just been the frogs. <laughs> could have they, been already, they look more like a frog already. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It could have been like, hey, we injected these frogs. The plan was to do the same thing with the salmon, but the frogs fucked up. And now you got these gilmen running around. But instead of do that, they go through like four extra hoops that you got to jump through mm-hmm. to get to this plot. How fucking weird that they had footage of those frogs fucking. It's just so, it's old, so odd. Old science footage, man. Fucking perfect. This man. whole scene and sequence is 
can't she just tell him this while they're leaving from all the the fucking craziness that happened when they took uh, what's her name back when they start shooting them all he kills them with the harpoon can't she just say that on the boat why do they have to be in a lab and show us fucking stock footage and shit I guess because stock footage is cheap and it adds value. They think it adds value. I didn't need that. I'm, uh, I think you, there's a middle ground between what Kron's saying with like saying it's the frog thing and showing them some footage, like explaining like, hey, you know, we tested it on some frogs and this happened, blah, blah, blah. We thought we canceled it. We thought we stopped it. They told me they stopped it. We moved over to salmon. It was working. Turns out the frogs got away. Like, there's your compromise. Show, like, footage of, like, a fucked up, you know, like, bigger frog gill man thing. Like, that would be cool, you know? I I think you literally have to separate these three characters for some amount of time, though, for them to realize, like, oh, there are more gill men, and we have to get back to town. Oh, because, yes, because there's a... I'm just saying, you watched Mad a Man Gilman. Mike Michaels is there at the town fair. You've already watched a Gilman like rape a woman on a beach. Like, do we really need stock scientist footage? You're in it this far. Like, you're gonna believe the lady if she says because it. Because you 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 hope you get two thirds of the way in, and they're gonna explain the Gilman. Because mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, I watched it rape two women. I kind of need to know why it exists. Otherwise, it's just too nihilistic, and I'm gonna feel gross. Like, explain it to me and take off and take off the edge of how bad I feel. You just—they're from the deep, okay? You just—they don't know. All right. So Jim asks, "What about the women?" Susan says, "I think the Gilmen are trying to continue their evolution. Mating is the natural way." Jim instantly stands up and he says, oh my God, the festival. (laughs) There's so many women there. Now this introduces something we've not heard about at any point Mm -hmm. throughout the movie. Uh, But we cut over to a marching band who's going down the street at night in a carnival. This must be the festival, the, the titular festival we've heard about. Uh, we got a carousel, we got a merry-go-round, we got all the markings of a good festival happening here. We've also got a polka band, uh, and there's a, a beautiful Miss Salmon as a major attraction. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't you know it, oh shit, some Gilman pop up out of the water. Jim and his goons arrive at the festival, they instantly grab some brewskis. They're ready to have a good time, party a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim and Johnny, or sorry, that was Hank that showed up. Hank and his goons. Uh, Jim and Johnny, they also show up. Uh, Susan says, we know where these things come from, but we don't know how many of them there are. Just then, several more Gilmen pop up out of the water at the pier. Uh, they're doing what they do. They're, they start killing the men. They start throwing the women on the ground. 
Miss Salmon looks on in horror as a gill man <laughs> kills a human being right in front of her. The festival is in sheer chaos now. Like, these gill men, they're everywhere. The humans don't stand a chance. Um, there's a radio guy that pops a, like, he's like with Miss Salmon. He's trying to save her. Madman Mike Michaels? Madman Mike Michaels, I think is what he says. Here at the Salmon Festival. K-Fish. Yeah. He does what I do whenever I have to say that word. Like, you have to slow down. Salmon. 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 Uh, Miss Salmon, she's able to... See, he <laughs> color, say it, no problem. Uh, just... What color shirt you wearing? Pink? He's kind of trying to get away from one of these things. No, that's uh, Salmon. It's Heathered Gray. Oh. No, that's Salmon. Salmon. Salmon? Salmon. Salmon. Salmon? Maybe salmon. <laughs> Miss Salmon is able to get away from one of these things. She grabs a rock and is able to kind of clip one of them in the side of the head. There is zero continuity from shot to shot of her bikini top. It's on and then all of a sudden it's, it's off. Yeah. Which it's very jarring. Uh, Sorry, dudes. <laughs> Sorry you had to look at a tit. This <laughs> demanding women, Kron. She's actually... The continuity's making me mad, though. <laughs> I like the I'm, boob, I'm, but come on. I'm actually all... pro that it was directed by a woman, but somebody on set fucked up the continuity. Either the bikini top is on or it's off. I don't care which one, just pick. I crossed my arms at this point, sat back in the sofa. I turned it off, threw a beer at my TV, went upstairs and watched Zodiac. How many TVs you got? I got to replace them each week. It's, it's podcast is breaking me. I can't believe they still let you into Rent-A-Center at this point. Yeah. It's the way to go, though. They're like, how does a beer slip out of your hand? Slickery, man. It's not true 4K though on those TVs that you're, you know they're buying like subpar TVs. Yeah, you know. I told many to up their game, get some Samsungs in there. Salmon sung. Salmon Salmon sungs. I didn't think the 4Ks had this had this big box on the back of them. <laughs> no, this 4K dude, shit's heavy. This 4K's got a built-in VHS player, dude. What are, these cool two, what are these two sticks on the top for? When I move them, I get more channels. It's bullshit. <laughs> I don't want church channel. All right, guys. The ending of this movie is absolute chaos. Uh, <laughs> a gill man gets lit on fire. Hank attempts to rescue a girl, but a gill man has her. Uh, Johnny shoots the Gilman in the head. The Gilman grabs Hank instead, and Johnny shoots him, saving Hank. Back on the main boat, Jim and Susan throw some gasoline in the water and light it up. Uh, Johnny's able to save Hank. 
One of Hank's goons uh, bludgeons a gill man to death. A gill man grabs Susan. Luckily, Johnny is there to shoot him. Johnny's just everywhere with this gun. Dude. Yeah. Everywhere you need him to be, he's I don't there know how the, the fuck gun. he can see anything. It is midnight at the festival. And his eyes are so fucking swollen from being beat up the whole fucking time from all this racism. Adrenaline, bro. Uh, a mob of people club a gill man to death. <laughs> We're back over at Jim's house. All right, so kind of all the gillmen at the festival are being dealt with. But unbeknownst to Jim, there's a there's one single gill man who's over at his property. Uh, his wife kind of starts suspecting that someone is outside. She grabs a knife. The gill man breaks in. Uh, she's stabbing as, you know, just wildly at this thing. She sprays it in the face with some soap about 30 times. Uh, one last... Uh, one last door is thrown open. The wife catches... Uh, she, she like, almost stabs Jim, but he catches her hand. Uh, Jim... Jim, his wife, and the baby go over to the festival, but it's all fucked up over there. We cut over to Susan, who's back at the lab. Uh, Peggy is giving birth. A gill man baby rips through her stomach. Cool. Now, do you think this is in response to Alien? Yeah. Sure. This seems like a tacked on mm-hmm. fucking Corman went and saw Alien in the theater. People are into that now. Mm-hmm. Shit popping out of people. Back in my day, we wanted to put stuff in chicks. Now audiences want shit popping out. Uh, we hard cut to the credits. Monster, humanoid from the deep. <laughs> the credits roll. Cool. There we go, dudes. Uh, yeah, more humans, humans man, human. <laughs> from 1980, directed by Barbara Peters. That's Peters. Thank you, Kron. Thank you, Kron. Love you. You got it, dudes. Uh, honestly, I would say a, a perfect women movie. You know, this is super probably, empowering. Yeah, made by women for women. For this honest, podcast. So. I mean, yeah, for this podcast that's covered Savage Street, Slumber Party Massacre, Hollow Man, uh, Flesh and Blood. Once again, none of those are my picks. Um, so, yeah. It feels, feels a little aimed at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollow Besides Man. the Hollow I Man, I, I, guess I, I guess I did pick three of those fucking things. What do you want to do now, Cron? It's causing uh, Dan, hit me with uh, some further research. Ah, uh, ladies, gentlemen, upon further research for Humanoids from the Deep from 1980, directed by Barbara Peters. Um, 
This movie had a budget of $2.5 million. What? It's all up there on the screen. It so. all went into those explosions, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that damn dog. That expensive-ass dog. <laughs> Goddamn Comet from fucking Full House. Yeah, that was him. Um, everywhere you look, everywhere there's a heart. Released May 16th, Somebody 1980. Of course, by New World Pictures. Uh, when you lost out there. And you're all alone. Life is waiting to carry you home. Everywhere you look. Shoop-a-dip-bop-doop-bop. We should cut an album. You need some. Just that song, 12 different ways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, of course, put out by New World Pictures, um, by Roger there, world famous. Uh, apparently, he only had one film that was not successful and didn't make money out of all the fucking shit that he did. <clears throat> but he also had multiple companies going <laughs> along with New World Pictures as well. Um, what What didn't make money? It was a political film that he directed, uh, The Intruder, I think it was called. Ha, Citizen Kane 2. They're going to fucking love it. (laughs) But this time, we're going to tell you what Rosebud means at the fucking beginning. (laughs) You don't have to waste three hours. It's 82 minutes. It's in color. And it's got tits. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff out there of the director, Mrs. Barbara Peters. She was not very happy with what Roger did there. He did go out and hire a different crew to film a little more T and A. And for you younger folks out there, that's tits and ass to add to the film. And you can kind of tell that it is cut in there. Uh, I mean, what does that mean, though? Did she turn in a 50-minute movie? (laughs) She was like... Here's my feature. <laughs> he, she had worked with him on uh, some of his other films, so he hired her for this. And uh, he said it's got to be again his time limit, and it's got to have, it's got to get to the point. It's got to have gore. It's got to have boobs. And she came back and she delivered everything but the nudity, and so he was not happy with that, and so he came back in and added it. Eventually, she came out and said it was a fun movie, but yeah, she was pretty pissed about it whenever she did see the final cut there because she didn't get to see it till it actually premiered. So <laughs> I didn't, I kind of wondered how much more of the scientist was in the first part of the movie, maybe so, in the original cut, you know, maybe, maybe there was more of that peppered in. Yeah, because she's a very like stern character that like, automatically know like you're like okay so she might have had a more of a part in the beginning i agree yeah yeah was there stuff with her and the mayor and the other guy and that she's like dancing with like it feels like it's sort of disjointed like there would have been more there you know and it's like the like the science lesson it just like cuts and then we're in a science lesson like what the Mm -hmm. fuck so but yeah, he did add it. She was mad. 
And that was the real beef with the film. There's a lot of that out there. Uh, he did have an alternate title whenever it was uh, being filmed called Beneath the Darkness to bring in more uh, better actors to for the parts so he could get it because he didn't feel like a lot of people would be interested in one called Humanoids from the Deep. The title, that title seems 20 years too late. Mm-hmm. Right? Humanoids, Humanoids are- of the Deep. Humanoids of the Deep or From the Deep is a 1950s, 1960s title. But apparently it was a uh, successful film for them, for our uh, new world there. Uh, This is featured on season three. It's the very last film on the last drive-in. If For all you people that got Shudder out there, uh, Roger does make an appearance with, uh, what's his name? Bob. Joe Bob. Joe Bruce. Bob. So, and he does talk about it. Gives a lot of information. But Joe Bob eventually just nerds out about New World and they talk about a whole bunch of other shit besides Corman humanoids. is still fucking alive. Yep. I think he was 95 whenever. How old is, does it say? He He's 96. He, he was, was 90. 1926. So yeah, he, he was 94, 95 when he filmed that season. Yeah. He was. I think he said he was 95 years old, and he was still writing three more movies. I guess. But I was uh, going to say, is he still making movies? Yeah, he still has ideas. Uh, on Wikipedia, it says years active, 1954 to present. Yeah, so he's still putting input. His co- he would make more production companies within his company, and he was one of the first. Uh, New World was actually bringing a lot of the criterion stuff now uh like uh kurosawa films out there was showing them so he was making money off of all the independent films as well but uh yeah that's really it i mean yeah i mean i mean say what you will about the guy but definitely launched a lot of careers like mm-hmm. people would come to him and say uh it's a business i man. can I can make a movie for three million, and he would say, "Here's five hundred thousand dollars. Like, do it for that, and you got a deal." Like so. You guys, you guys all thought Trump would be great in office. This is the guy you need to put in office. I never yeah, said like, that. I never once thought that. I mean, there was an inkling, maybe. Like, I've said some dumbass shit on this <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> Don't put that fucking shit on me. Uh one if light. we are talking New World Pictures real quick, there oh, is yeah. another sister podcast out there, the New World New World's Picture Podcast, which dives like every, I think they're bi-weekly or whatever, but they're going through the New World filmography. I think they actually covered humanoids as well. So check, check them, them out. Uh one last thing, a sequel was released in nineteen ninety one. I have yet to see it. It's too late, man. I I needed that shit in eighty one while the fire was still hot. Uh, Fire still burning, baby. If they didn't call it Tuminoids from the Deep, then they missed an opportunity. <laughs> I'm glad I got my joke in first because Kron's fucking crushed it. But that's it, gentlemen, for uh, Humanoids from the Deep or Beneath the Darkness or Monster. Kron, are you ready? Yeah, I think, you know, unless anybody has anything else to say regarding humanoids from the deep, uh, we could probably just jump into the 
Underwater's favorite game. <laughs> Rate my letterbox. Rate my box. Dan, would you like to go first? Karan Howard? Uh, it's my movie, so I'm going to go last. Yeah. I'll go first. As, as is tradition. As of right now, at the time of our review for Humanoids of the Deep, for our category, Demanding Women, the letterboxed user rating for this film is a 3.0, gentlemen. All right. All right. Cron Howard. I'm giving you a 2.5. Bonesy, I'm giving you a 2.5 as well. Uh, Dan, 1.5. No, sorry. Dan, 1. Cron, 1.5. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Dan... 2.5 2.5 bones 2.0 uh, expose yourself gentle man look at this look at it look at it um this has been on many lists throughout the years and I was pretty excited whenever Kron picked it because it's been on the watch list um, like I said, I love the setting. I think the fishing town, they do a great job of that. The bar that they go into is like, fuck yeah. Like, look at that fucking, that's a real bar, dudes. Drinking them Beck's beers, baby. Um, but yeah, just chaos, bro. Like, it seems, yeah, it seems like it was, hey, let's throw this in here. Let's throw that. Yeah. Okay. She came up with a good movie, but I'm gonna throw this in there. Ah, it's it's a mix up. Uh, it's a it's a 2.0 for me. I mean, some of the practicals were pretty fucking good. Uh, I thought the humanoids looked pretty all right, but you know, otherwise, yeah, a little crazy. So 2.0 for for the old Dan. Uh, this is a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> this could have been a lot of fun. Uh, it drops the ball so much. Like you, the tone, you can't have the puppet scene in the tent and then have this 1950s throwback fucking frogs fucking stock footage <laughs> film and have that with a straight face. It it just does not fucking work. It's obvious that this movie was cut to shit. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think the movie that he cut up would have been good either. Like it's I <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think uh let's let's slice that letterbox rating in half. I am a 1.5. Oh. Uh All right, uh, I'll echo a little bit of what Bones said because this is not a good movie. (laughs) Like, it just isn't. um, It it, it definitely feels like two different people um, making one movie with two different directions. Um, 
I don't know. I think if they had just kind of leaned into the weird vibe, like this could have been like, I think the dummy scene in the middle, uh, at mm-hmm. least introduces like a weird element that is funny. Um, you know, kind of jumping to that scene where we're explaining how the frogmen came to be, uh, it's three unnecessary steps, but if you had just gone to eight unnecessary steps, that yes. would have been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, like just keep, if you're going to call it like uh, humanoids from the deep and give it this kind of 1950s, 1960s feel, then give me more of that camp too, you know? Like make it really dumb. Make all the characters, um, I don't know, like stupid people that don't know what's happening. And I, I don't know. There would have been a way to like keep this low budget and actually have a good time with it. It it feels like it's trying to be too serious. Um I guess at the end of the day, like I would probably be a two on this. It's not, it's not terrible by any means, but it's, it's not fun. You know, like if you're going to give me a low budget movie, uh, give me the chopping mall version of humanoids from the deep where we know the exact kind of movie that we're making and everybody's having a good time. So two. There's also no real main character. Yeah. Like there's there's no char- like and I don't mean like character as in person, like there's no defining features of really any like Johnny Eagle can take a beating and the scientist is like smart. Kind of jumping around a lot. Yeah, like Jaws has three guys and you like love all of them and they're defined. This the person with the most depth in this movie is fucking hank the asshole so uh it is uh, i'm trying not to flip the fuck out right now but i cannot believe the distance that you guys have this from the brain i will say that the brain was like my i don't know i'm gonna put this i mean it's that like it's crazy that you guys like this twice as much as the brain I gave the brain a 1.5 and this a 2, so... Okay, maybe I'm I'm really aiming my anger at Dan, then. <laughs> what did I give the brain? A 1? Yeah. A 1? I like this more than the brain. I would... I think like, this is slightly better than the brain. I would... Like, 1.5 to 2? I think that's a fair that's, jump that's for me fine. to make. I guess I'm like... I don't know. There's a... Is there a good movie here? I don't... Maybe. I don't know. I like the creatures, the aspect of it, I guess, more. At least they had they had more fucking creatures than the goddamn brain did. The brain yeah. shows up, like, what, four times in the brain? So, okay. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I mean, like and I gave, the, I gave the brain a one. I gave this a 1.5, for sure. Now, some people out there might go, oh, because this has boobs? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm a gross man. The brain had boobs, dude. It did. Did it? There's the chick where she's like, do you see this as a baseball or an apple or something? And then she like whips her top off. The brain is so bad, I don't even remember the boobs. But at least Humanoids <laughs> of the Deep has Whoa. six or seven pairs of boobs. I don't know. I'm just being difficult because... Uh, well, Kron, tell us where this thing ends up. And I'll... 
That, All right, guys. Be even humanoids. <laughs> humanoids from the deep would have an average rating from us of one point eight three. It would currently be at number fifty-seven out of sixty-two on the big list. It would be right under Maximum Overdrive at number fifty-six. It would be right above Nothing But Trouble at fifty-eight. I would absolutely rather watch Nothing But Trouble. I know they're not tied and we don't have to have that conversation, but. I would rather be the victim of a human Thank you, Bones. watch Nothing But Trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, it's at the bottom of the list. We'll forget about it. And then in four episodes, we'll be obsessed with Humanoids of the Deep. And it'll ingrain itself into all of our inside jokes. Yep. That's what That's we the do here. Works. Uh, yep. We'll move it up to spot 38 on the list. Cron, <laughs> uh, you ready for our Rate My Letterbox scores? Uh, yeah, why not? All right. Dan and I both tied with a .5. And you won the day with a solid one. Continuing your lead. All right, guys. At the end of this round, uh, our scores would be me in first place with an 8, Bones in second with a 6.5, and Dan close third at 5.5. Just getting smoked, boys. Damn. This would be, so we're just over halfway. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, we've, we, we got an extra score in there with the Northmen, but yeah, we'd be about halfway at this point. Okay. All right. That was Humanoids from the Deep from 1980 by Barbara Peters slash Roger Corman. Uh, that was my selection for Demanding Women. When we come back from the break, Bones is going to tell us what's going to be rounding out this category. I guess until then, uh, watch out for those Gilman. Go fucking iceberg. Crash and burn. Humanoids from the deep. Thank you, Kron. Thank, hey, thank you. Thank you, Dan. They okay. can't all be winners, Bones. Hey, man, I I gave it a 1.5. I had not had seen fun. the movie beforehand, so there is that, you yeah. know. I think you said before you announced it that you watched like 10 minutes of it, right? So you would, yeah. did you get to the boat explosion? That's where I turned it off. Yeah, yeah, I would have absolutely been like, oh, this is 
fucking perfect for the podcast. Absolutely, buddy. I'm right there with you. Dan, thank you for the category. Yeah, you're welcome. This is... Uh, I like this one because uh, it forced me to sort of get out and look at a ton of lists. Good. To try to find stuff. Um, hey, any, you know we're pretty woke here. We say some dumbass shit, but we're mostly pretty progressive. Um. And I think this is, is fucking important to fucking highlight women when we can. What I fucking really love is when you come across a movie and you don't even, you have that thing of like, oh, fuck, a lady directed that? And then you're like back and forth like, oh, that's awesome. And then you feel bad. You're like, shit, it's fucked up that I didn't think a woman could direct that. You know, and you go back and forth. And you're like, shut the fuck up, Dustin, and just pick the fucking movie. And just watch Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you that I started two different movies. One of them I started and within five seconds realized, oh, yeah, I can't fucking pick this because it's so inappropriate. And I will tell you guys off pod. And it's then... Female-directed uh, porno, dude. <laughs> uh, then I thought... Uh, in response to how hateful you guys were at my horror drafts selections. It's not true at all. I thought uh, I would subject you guys to what? I'm I'm writing Catherine Bigelow down on my <laughs> note card now. How do they spell point? Um, you really thought we were hateful towards your no, horror I'm draft stuff? No, I'm just giving stuff? you shit. I'm just giving you shit. I played the avenue of if I go this way, I know I'm going to get all of them, and I might have the argument of like that's an action movie, not a horror movie. But I can make the argument that they are somewhat horror, and they're movies I want to fucking watch. So you guys take Evil Dead's, take Nightmares, take all that shit. Anyway, listen to the two part horror draft. I was cool. I, I have them the go because you know it left me a lot of movies that uh that was my thought was like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna just fucking walk out of this store while you guys are f- fighting over shit i don't want mm-hmm. and then i got to play in the back half of my list anyway i was like you know what if that's the case i'm gonna stick with fucking action so i looked up female action directors and you might go Oh, who's the big names and blah, blah, blah. And sure, Catherine Bigelow has balls bigger than I do. Don't tell that but to James Cameron. But we ain't watching a Catherine Bigelow. So scratch that shit out. What? 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 And, Kron, you were talking about this company, this beast of a production company, of a comic book company and how it looms over us. But there was a time when, before it was purchased by Disney, now this fucking wild-ass movie would not be made. We're watching a movie from 2008. It's like a sequel, but not a sequel. It is directed by Lexi Alexander. This bad boy stars Ray Stevenson, Dominic West, Julie Benz, Frank Castle himself for watching Punisher Warzone. 
I also cannot stress to you how many fucking picks I had as like, oh, this would be awesome, and Dan had fucking logged it. Just because so I log hopefully it doesn't mean you neither can't pick of you, it. hopefully neither of you have seen this. Neither of you have it rated. Oh, I've seen it. You have? Yeah, this is the Marvel that I jump into. Okay. We've seen all the Punishers, dude. America. Welcome to the multiverse of Punisher movies. Is this with... um, um, You take Francis day one. You guys seen Punisher versus Howard the Duck? Is this with what's-his-name? Um, who was in Nemesis? T- Thomas Jane? No, that was that was the Punisher before that. So this is like a loose sequel to that. Okay. Um, you will have to rent this unless you have Max Go. Mm-hmm. My recommendation would be to just buy it on Amazon for five ninety nine, or Apple for nine ninety nine versus paying the four to rent it. I've never. I've only seen pieces of it. This is a movie that I've seen pieces of throughout the year, or th- years, and just thought like, ah, I think I got it. And then when the podcast started, I was like, oh, that's fucking great. So it's been in a standby list. Hey, babe, turn it off. We're gonna save the next ten minutes for twenty twenty three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you joke, but I legit. Do you guys have movies by directors that you've saved? Like, I know I might not ever get a movie by them, so I'm just going to put that away. You guys don't want to know what I'm up to. Okay. I think oh. there are, I feel like there are directors that I find, and then I'll just start going through their filmography, and I get to a point where it's like, all right, I got to slow down. <laughs> like, now they're getting shittier. <laughs> now they're getting... They're older. Yeah, they're yeah. getting tougher to watch. I got to space these out a little bit. Yeah. So I have one Michael Mann movie that I haven't seen, which I'm like, I'll just keep that one. And it is The Keep, by the way. Like, I've never seen that. And then mm-hmm. um, Starman and In the Mouth of Madness by Carpenter, like I haven't seen. Like, I'm just going to save those. Oh, you should watch In the Mouth of Madness, dude. That's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, I know, yeah. I've Star only Man heard like great on, things. Uh, I think Starman's on HBO right now. Or one it of could them. be. One of them was on Amazon. Right, and it, it was be, super tempting because it's Bridges, it right? Be on Shutter. Oh, Starman. Yeah, I see yeah, Starman. Might be, I think that's Bridges. Yeah. Because there was a point where I was like, I'm going to watch every Carpenter from his first film to his last. So I rented Starman. And then you got in the first 15 minutes of Vampires, and I was like, I'm done. I didn't even make it to Vampires. <laughs> oh. And then Verhoeven, I, I space out. Like, I pop in, and I pop out. You just can't do two Verhoevens. Benner, or, uh, you can't do two in a week. Benedetta is on Hulu now. Yep. God and you it. should both watch it. I don't have Hulu. It. It's the one I don't have. It sucks. What? But every once in a while, Hulu. they'll be like, all right, there's a good movie. You mean Hulu, right? Yeah, Hulu sucks. Okay. It's been a day. It's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have Hulu, and I don't have Paramount Plus. 
I have Paramount Plus now because of my ma. Thanks, ma. Love you. What I do have is access to rent Punisher Warzone on Apple TV. Has Lexi fucking wild? Has Lexi Alexander done anything else? Uh, she has directed five movies. You might have heard of one of them, Green Street Hooligans. Oh uh, yeah, with Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. And I think Charlie Hunnam is in that. Jacks from Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. We got to mm-hmm. run guns for the Mayans. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. Hopefully we can close out demanding women with a bang. Another action movie. Yep. Oh, big big shocker. Hey, I tried to get us back into horror, Dan. I mean... I know. Thank you, Kron. I'm telling you, I had two ready to go. What were they? And I was like... Ryan's going to quit. That could anyway, any week yeah, ever. Let's get, let's get out of here. For Fighter Reynolds, Video Star Podcast, I've been Bones, that's Kron, that's Dan. Next week, Punisher Warzone. Guys, Crash and Burn. You can't be a stud if you don't eat your grub. Buddies forever. What movie is your thing from, Dan? Stone Cold. Okay. He says that to the monitor lizard. Oh, when he's feeding them Snicker bars and shit? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's actually what, Dead, I, what I say to my boy every time I give him a bottle. That's, a, that's good, man. Mm-hmm.